Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast episode 10 with me Sarah Hunt and me Jess Hunt. in this session we're looking at communication and communication is um, a really important thing that that we need to be able to do well when we um, need to to communicate how we're feeling what we want to know when we're having a conversation with somebody and um, communication can be a bit of a problem sometimes and people get their wires crossed um, because of different perception, different understanding of language, body language, um, facial expression, all those kind of things. Because to me, communication is more than the words that we use. It is, um, it's facial expression, it's the tone of the voice, it's the body language as well. Would you agree, Jay? Absolutely. Um Right, you dive straight in there. Um, <laughs> no, we, we communicate all the time. Um, every single second we communicate something in some way. And you're absolutely right. I mean, the words we use is only, it's only a very small part of what we recognise in terms of communication. Um, so, yeah, it, it's about everything. And it is so important in any interaction we have with anybody um i think you know you and i we, we did a, a a thing a while back for some of your students where we talked about the fact that um when we communicate we communicate what we want to say but that doesn't mean that the person receiving that information is hearing it in the same way we're saying it Absolutely. And and that comes down to each of us being individuals on an individual journey who's had very different experiences and so have different points of reference. Um, it also depends on what's happened, doesn't it, as well? So yes. um, if you've got somebody that's in a happy mood and everything's going right and you communicate something to them, then hopefully they'll understand what it is that you're communicating. But if you've got somebody who... Um, has had a bit of an argument with their other half before they've gone out the door um they've got stuck in the traffic they've got to work they've looked at an email that you've sent that that you've sent in a way that you feel is is kind and heart-led but because they're really stressed out what have you they just see it as another pressure on top of them because you're just giving them a nudge because something needs completing um, then their re- their reaction to the situation might be very different to had they not had that argument, had they not got caught in traffic and had they got to work in a nice, calm state. Absolutely. And I think that's a very key part of communication to remember is it does matter where you are energetically when you're in any form of communication with somebody because it will affect how you receive something. Yes, um, it is related to your experiences and the way we filter stuff. And that will be different because, as you rightly said, we're individuals. Your energy and where you are in a particular moment 
is going to have an impact on how you receive something. Um, so like you said, if, if you're in a happy mood and someone sends you a text um, and they're asking you for something and you're in a happy mood, chance are you going to reply, oh yeah, that's great, no problem, blah, blah, blah. Yet if you're in a grump, it could trigger you in some other way. So yeah. the, the, the being aware of where you are uh, and we, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but look, so being triggered, if you notice that a text is or a message or a, a, something someone said to you is triggering you in some way and it's creating some sort of uh, anxiety or an emotional response. So we say that then it's that step back. Oh, OK, that's done that. Is that necessarily the intention that that person had? Is it my energy? Just being aware of where you are can be so important in terms of you understanding what it is they're actually trying to convey to you. Yeah, it's, um, it, it is about taking that step back, isn't it? And, and if you are in a, a stressed situation, it's recognizing that, that you are feeling stressed and that you need to kind of listen. And I think one of the things as well with, with communication is listening <laughs> sometimes people hear what they want to hear yes rather than what's being said um and and also it depends on the the tone that's used doesn't it and the intonation because um depending on when the where the emphasis is put on the words it can change the meaning of something mm -hmm. um and if you're not listening properly then you'll miss what's being said and then perhaps misinterpret what's being said to you i think one of the things that's really important with communication is that you try wherever possible to be as heart-centered and heart-led with what you're saying as you possibly can because it's your responsibility to make sure that you are like that it's not your responsibility then how the person receives that information yes if, and if you've made the if you have taken responsibility to be as heart-led yes. as possible then then you've done your bit and then how the person that is receiving that information then takes it is um it's their responsibility to to as to how they accept that information i think is what i'm trying to say yes obviously if you if you've lost your rag and shouted and what have you then that's not being heart-led and heart-centred, is it? And, and that could be considered being irresponsible with the way that you've behaved, but you've been triggered. Um, and, and you need to take a step back and, and have a look and see what's going on and why it's happened. Um, but, but it is our responsibility to communicate things in as loving a way as possible um, so that we, we make it, um easier for people to to understand what what's being said yes yes one of the things that i use um when that's a tool to help me but i've used it with clients as well when you're looking to respond to some something is sort of three three questions to ask yourself and that's is it true is it necessary and is it kind Yes, I like that. And I, I use that with my clients too. 
you know if it isn't if it isn't all three of those then you're probably not in the right place to actually respond and engage in in a response to that yeah because if if it's not true for any of those three you're not being heart-led you're not going from the heart you're going from the head and and a, and a response a reaction rather than the response sorry absolutely yes and and sometimes um we we need to take that step back don't we um i know um i can think of somebody in my family who um if that person is really upset about something um they can't communicate properly and you have to leave them alone and let them kind of process everything and then you can have a conversation where you communicate rather than <laughs> wires getting crossed and people getting upset and angry and stressed and what have you um and we've learned over the years that we take a step back we wait and and sometimes it's it'll be the next day before that conversation can be had but it's a much better conversation than it would have been had some other people dived in and and yeah. tried to, to confront the situation deal with it there and then does that make sense yeah yeah i think another thing that's important is that the 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 how you choose to communicate something as well so we talked about messaging or or emailing or whatever earlier and like you said, you know, a lot can be taken because in terms of interpretive of the intention based on the intonation and where where the stress is, where the words are stressed within the sentence or the conversation. And the problem with texts and um, email is it's only the words that people are reading. So they will interpret it how they interpret it in that moment. So if it's an important. So, for example, uh, this is going back to grammar, isn't it, with commas? But, you know, the mouse said the cat was very tasty. Or the mouse said the cat was very tasty. Yeah. You know, completely different meaning, but just because it's stressed in a different way. Um, so if it's something that's important, if it's something where, particularly if you're if you're starting to get irate with the other person, sometimes the best thing to do is, yes, take that step back. But then try and have a either a face to face or a verbal communication with them rather than pursuing it on text, particularly Absolutely. if it's getting. Yeah, face to face really is the best, isn't it? If you really want to communicate with somebody properly where, where there's been um, issues, then it needs to be a face to face conversation, I feel, and preferably in person, not over video call, because you need to be able to see the, the facial expression properly. You need to see the whole of the body language because on a subconscious level, all that's being taken on board and, and it gives you um, a much better feeling for, for what it is the person's trying to communicate. And I do feel that we've lost a lot in communication over the last few years where um, textings come in, emailings come in and, and we don't have those same conversations with people that we're used to um in-person ones yes you you can pick up energy remotely um when you're on video calls and things absolutely but you know when you're in a room with somebody like we, we've said before you know that that picking the energy up you could cut the energy and you could cut the the energy of the room in, with a knife um you know we are so much more sensitive with all of our senses mm. than just the words that are being used 
So picking up on the energy, you know, if the energy is upbeat and happy and it feels light, then you can pretty much be quite sure that the message coming across is upbeat, happy and light. It's not having a go and criticizing and judging. And because if someone's in that place, then the energy will be thicker or or however, it depends how it shows up for you, of course, for one, for a person. Um, but it could be yeah. thicker, heavier, more more intense. So picking up the energy of it, as well as the words and the intonation and the body language, all is all part of communication. It's the and whole when thing. you're texting and when you're um, emailing, you don't pick up on it in the same way. Um, and, and, and of course, text speak as well. <laughs> um it it yeah it can cause a lot of problems can't it it's um having a conversation on the phone is is better than than text speak when um when something when 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 people aren't agreeing and when there's you know an argument brewing and everything it's actually better to have a that conversation on the phone than it is to um to continue with texting because so much is lost in the translation of of texting i feel um and the way that yeah. it it's been said by the person and the the energy behind it is not necessarily picked up on in in the same way and and so it can there, there can easily be miscommunication between people why do you feel or what are your thoughts around why we can resist communicating properly because you know, we're taught at school how to read and write and use language and, and how to have a conversation. We pick up what we pick up from our parents. And so we can communicate. We, as I said right at the beginning, you know, we do it all the time. Uh, we are always communicating something, whether it's sitting there in silence and being nice and relaxed or sitting there in silence and being tense. People can pick up on that. As we said about energy and, and things as well. So why then or or what sort of contributing factors are there maybe that that uh, possibly i think i think this comes back to values and virtues um and i remember when we were children we always had meals around the table with no phones no television on we had conversations mm -hmm. <laughs> um well, to be fair, when we were children, we didn't have phone. We had a house phone. They um, <laughs> didn't exist. Yes, we did have a television, horse um, and cart, but, but we yeah. didn't ever sit in the lounge and, and have meals. Did we? we did. Meals were always at the table, um, around uh, all of us together. Usually, unless one of us had got some club on or something um, after school and we're coming home late or whatever. But but most of the time we had. Um, meals at the at the table and that gave us an opportunity I feel to to have conversations with each other and and to strike up a conversation um, and that that is something that I feel has got lost um, along the way I don't from my experience yes. what I've seen not as many people sit together to eat they often sit in front of the telly um, they, you know, you go out to a restaurant and you see people on their mobile phones at the dinner table. When I go out with my children, it's like phones away. We're here to have a have a yeah. a meal together and and to um, 
to communicate with each other you know um so it's so that's I feel as it's not helped things I do also feel that that children need to understand about body language as well and they do and I think they're very perceptive young children particularly on body language um but on a more conscious level and I didn't really learn anything about body language until I was in one of my sales jobs and they actually taught us about body language um I, I do remember we did a little bit on it when I did my nursing training but certainly when I went into the corporate world, into the sales world, um, I remember with one company that I worked for that we did a lot of work on body language so that we could mirror bo body language to make our customers feel more comfortable so that um, we could talk to them on a level that we could get to understand what was really important for them and, and how we could actually meet the needs of, of them and, and the, the area that they were working in. So... Um, I, you know, I, I do feel that that everybody needs to understand body language on a and, and facial expression and um, intonation and and emphasis and everything and how it all kind of comes together to help you to to communicate. And and I feel that, that you know there's a lot of people that struggle in relationships because they're not able to communicate. And I often find people with fears about expressing themselves or the, or the consequences of expressing themselves where perhaps they've tried to express themselves as a child or express their needs as a child and they've been shut down instead of having a parent that will sit and listen to them and that of course is the other thing mm -hmm. is you know um when we were small mums very few mums went out to work it was usually the dads that went out to work mums stayed at home were, were family people and and you know, mums today are still family orientated, but they're so much busier. They're trying to work. They're trying to run the household. They're trying to to um, help the children grow up and everything. And and maybe the listening skills are not as good as they they could be. And and one of the things that I've always felt was really important, and I found really important as a nurse, was to be able to sit and listen, and listen without judgment, and listen without interjection but just to listen and just allow the person to say what they need to say and then pick up on things and ask for clarification if I didn't understand what I felt they were saying. Yeah, and I think that's that's key is being clear. So whatever conversation you're having or whatever uh, communication you're having with somebody is being clear what their intention is, what, what it is they actually are trying to say to you. And listening is one of the things i was told so way back when when i was in corporate corporate world um when one of the things i learned in going through the sales training was listening and not just listening but listening really listening to understand what the problem is. you touched on this just now but listen to understand what the actual problem is or what the thing is that they actually want to communicate so that then you can respond in a way that will help them to the best you can, whether it's sales, whether it's just a, a conversation, whether it's understanding the frustration of somebody. Absolutely. And I think that's something that's really important to understand, and especially with children, because children struggle. They don't always have the language or the 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 understanding of how to communicate what they're actually feeling or maybe mm. not necessarily truly understanding what they're feeling 
Um, and um, one of the things that I find really important and I do with my grandchildren is coming down to their level and sitting down with them and saying, okay, what's the problem? Can you try and tell Nanny what's going on? What, what is it that's upsetting you? Um, and, and try and get them to, to yeah. actually tell me what's, what's going on. Um, usually, my daughter in particular, if she, she's having problems with one of the children and she can't get them to communicate with her what's going on, she'll say, Mom, can you have a little word, see if you can find out what's going on. And, and you know, I know that, that when I was a child, I would often go to a grandparent or an aunt rather than necessarily mum to, to say what I needed to say and or, or to kind of understand what was going on for myself um just, just because I, I felt it was easier to communicate with that person and that was nothing that, that uh, what am I trying to say it, it I just didn't have the lines of communication going with mum that I did with one of my aunts in particular and so um there were certain things that I would talk to my aunt about yeah. rather than my mum but but uh, that was never a reflection on mum the person. It was just that it was easier to communicate with the with the aunt. If that makes sense, and so that's what I did. Um, but it's 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 learning how to break the barriers down and be able to say things without judgment. And if you're feeling like you're being judged, then there's something within you that relating to a fear of being judged or perhaps fixed false beliefs around being judged that might be stopping you from from actually saying what you need to say. And as I, as I say, I've, I've found as well, people have struggled to um, be able to communicate their needs or um, how they're actually feeling, possibly because they've been shut down in the past as a child or even going further back into other lifetimes i've found people have been persecuted for things that they've said and so they're very careful about what they say or they've been punished for for what they've um what they've said and so so they're very wary of actually saying how they truly feel and then of course that's more stuff getting bottled up inside that that actually needs to to come out and um and be released in in a loving way yeah i think you hit on a couple of um, interesting points in that you know finding someone to talk to but if it's if you've got an issue with somebody or there's something that you're an issue with yourself that you want to express finding somebody that you feel comfortable and connected to that you can talk to it doesn't necessarily have to be your parent or your sibling or your best friend or your it could be whoever is right for you for that particular thing and it's not a reflection on and particularly if you're in conflict with somebody, you might need to speak to somebody else first before you then have that conversation with the person that you need to have a conversation with. So, and it's not a reflection on your relationship with that individual. It's a reflection on where you are and what you need to understand about yourself and about the situation before you can then communicate from from the heart what you actually need yes. and want and, to and say to that And that takes you into a situation where you're responding rather than reacting again, doesn't it? So, and, and when you react, you don't yeah. communicate yes. in, a, in a loving way. And, and then it can escalate the situation because um, there's misunderstanding, there's upset, there's hurt. 
and you know I think it's important for people to understand that that our our words are energy um and you know if somebody is very cutting to somebody else Mm -hmm. they can actually feel it physically um the energy of it as those words hit them um and 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 I've certainly experienced that and, and I've had that with some of my clients as well that have said that and you know it, it's where these expressions like um he stabbed me in the back come from that's where the the words have really kind of um hit the person in the back where they feel that they've been betrayed or whatever but it but it's you know the, these sayings are there for a reason it's all tied up with um various things that happen within our lives and it's a way of showing people that um i think i might have digressed a bit there but <laughs> that's all right but it but no, word, words yeah. come to intention or the, the message comes from intention so like um so stabbing in the back a knife a knife in itself is not a bad thing it can be used for good it can be used for preparing food for the family it can be used by a chef to create amazing things it could be used by a a wood carver to create incredible sculptures it could be used by somebody to kill somebody absolutely and that's the thing with language isn't it it's it it's the intention behind it it's the energy behind it that makes the difference and and if the person if there's been confrontation the person is angry the energy behind those words is really not very nice um and when the person has had time to calm down look at the situation perhaps talk it through with somebody else not necessarily for to be told how to deal with it but just to help them to process the information and to understand for themselves then they they're taking that step back and then they're able to respond and then the words have a different completely different energy to them and that then allows it stops the barriers being put up because if if you feel like you're under attack where somebody's um, reacting to a situation, then your barriers go up, don't they? And you either attack back or you go right into defensive mode and and um, it doesn't actually resolve the situation because you're not communicating properly with each other. Um, there's, there's no true understanding going on. Yeah, and, and when those barriers go up, you actually stop yourself from being able to understand exactly what's going on because you go into fight or flight. Like you said, you either go into oh, protective mode or you go into attack. So you then lose that ability to uh, of being in the moment and understanding yeah. what's actually happening. So it makes communication harder than if you just say, whoa, hang on a minute. <sighs> OK, what's going on here? I, I mean, OK, I, I'm extrapolating that out you wouldn't necessarily take that sort of length of time but just taking that mental step back and not just reacting is so important for effective communication so wow (laughs) that we communicated quite well tonight (laughs) that's good again another really interesting topic um and you know i'm sure we could go into more depth about different elements of communication at some point as well in in future podcasts maybe so yes i'm I'm sure we could i think um something actually just popped into mind that that i thought was was an amazing way of um communicating um 
and um, I'm a bit of a fan of Strictly, as you know, Jay. Um, and we had um, now the name's gone, Giovanni and um, the Deaf Lady. And her name's left my brain. Don't ask I'm really me. Sorry, I apologise. <laughs> it's Rose. Anyway, they the their their key um, dance that they did was where they shut off the music for part of about 30 seconds something like that and carried on dancing so that people could understand what it's like to be in the deaf world and and to me that was just the most amazing bit of communication that was done to to get people to understand what it's like to be deaf and I know that's kind of um quite different to what we've been talking about but it's just something that really hit me at the time of wow what an amazing way to actually communicate what it's like to to be deaf just by shutting that music off and and sometimes it's important to to just take that it's like taking that step back isn't it it's just shutting off to everything that's going on and and stopping the brain from um just going around in circles allowing yourself that time to process information um and then take that step to to communicate in a better way what it is you need to say yeah first seek to understand before seeking to be understood absolutely what profound how about that very profound (laughs) you know who said that i can't remember no well i just did (laughs) but i don't know who originally said it though Well, if if we if we work it out, we'll stick it in the show notes as well. Absolutely, so. yeah. If we, if we can find where it came from originally. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, thank you again, and thank you as well. Another uh, great session. Until next time, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from him.